Hi right, guys, welcome back. This is part three, okay, of our Worship uh, and Witness little mini series. Little Matthew's Great Commission uh segment that we've been doing mm-hmm. here. We're gonna wrap it up in this one. Last uh part two, uh we had left off with John three sixteen, okay, and we was yes. talking about the fact that this was Nicodemus, actually said the man to who Nicodemus. So many people don't seem to remember anything about they don't. <laughs> okay, but that we we're talking about John three sixteen and it's just funny. We were talking about how they, yeah. they didn't even realize that this was said to Nicodemus. And most of the reasons why... I would you not agree? Is, this is arguably the most concise, oh, 100%, clear... 100%. Like, presentation of the gospel message of Jesus by Jesus... 100%. In all of Scripture. And it's said to Nicodemus. 100%. Okay, and so it's funny because it seems like the reason why most people don't realize that is because they don't necessarily like to read what happens after or before... <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you people are like, oh, John three sixteen. I know that. I'm like, okay, what's John three seventeen? Yes, yes. Okay, so they they don't necessarily read the surrounding scriptures necessarily. But I think it's funny because a lot of people will reference John three sixteen and like, okay, well, listen here. All you got to do, the only thing you have to do is just believe God, okay, and you're good to go. You ain't got to work for it. You ain't got which you don't have to work for, it, but you don't have to. Prov- you know, express But then you don't after. have to change you don't is maybe the way change. they're thinking. Yeah, you don't have to change. You just, all you have to do is believe and you're good, okay? But I just want to skip on down, okay, to John 3. Uh, we'll start at, start at 20, okay? okay? And it says, For everyone who does evil hates the lot and avoid it. Okay, so then we're talking about action now, okay? Anybody mm-hmm. who does evil, okay? Mm-hmm. So that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the lot so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Okay, so this is the same conversation. This is the same conversation mm-hmm. that John 3.16 is in where it's talking about, okay, all you got to do is believe, okay? But he elaborates ooh, on that ooh. later on. And you know what just hit me as you read that? For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, Jesus has already told Nicodemus, hey, we're talking about spiritual matters here. But when did Nicodemus come to Jesus? At night. In the dark, avoiding the light. It's like Jesus, like is you know, kind of to put it in our modern language of social media. This is at Nicodemus right here. He's like "Mm, at you. Well, I mean, it literally is. It is talking to Nicodemus. That's what what I'm saying. It's directly. He's like directly at you. But let's everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. And it's like he throws down the gauntlet to Nicodemus mm-hmm. he here. Drops he's like, drop some eye. <laughs> well, I mean, he gives, him, he gives him the challenge. He throws the gauntlet down. He's like, hey, I'm challenging you. Don't just come seek me out in the dark by yourself where it's convenient and it's not being exposed for everybody to see. Come seek okay. me so in funny. the light. It's so funny that you said that, okay, because – I was going to try to not make any more chosen comments, but I'm going to anyways. Go for it. Okay. But this yes, is just the, it, this is why, this infomercial is, this for is the why, Chosen. It really is, honestly. But this is why I love The Chosen, though, dude, because it literally brings Scripture to life so good. You know, it's, it's obviously most of this, you know, I, I've read through it a hundred times, and I know it like the back of my hand, but it's like seeing it play out, even knowing, knowing it's by actors and even knowing like some of it didn't actually necessarily happen. Mm, it's just, yeah. it's it's you know, it's just put in there. Uh, to kind of give backstories to people mm-hmm. and whatnot and so forth. But the truth is still in there. Yeah. Um, but it's just so good. It's like it's so different, like seeing like seeing like your face to face, like putting putting a picture to it. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But 
really, really, really emotional scene here, in which I, I, t- I told mom and dad I've been trying to get care uh, Chuck and mom and dad and everybody to be wa- to watch the chosen, and like every single yes. time I've told them about it, it's like ninety percent of the time I finish an episode, I'm going to bed crying. Okay, <laughs> but this was another one of those episodes yeah. where I went to bed crying on this episode because it's which a lot of like the first five episodes, it's got Nicodemus in it a lot. Really, okay, it's actually got Nicodemus in it a lot. Okay, and yeah. which, which it's just because what well, makes Pharisee sense because you actually have a by name reference to him in Scripture. He's actually sought Jesus out, and so you actually have the actual really historically recorded name of a Pharisee. And if you're trying yes. to represent the Pharisee, who, who was also a, a high ranking member yes. of the Pharisee, so it makes sense to incorporate him a lot. It does, and so and that's it, it goes through and it shows you know so many backstories to Nicodemus, and you know he he's he's learning about. God and he's learned all the law. He's teaching other people about the law. He's got students under him actually who call him rabbi. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he, so he's got students under which him, is, which would, would be accurate. Which would be accurate. Okay, yeah. and which again, you know, they follow him around everywhere. But what you do when you're a disciple, you know, you're trying to become your master. Yes, and so that's what rabbi. they're doing. But it goes through and it shows all these different scenes with with uh, with Nicodemus, and it's you know uh, he finds out about this man named Jesus who is doing. Uh, miracles and stuff, and he's just so intrigued, so interested, like, what what is going on? And, like, they never interpret, interpret him as, like, puffing up, puffing up his chest, because other Pharisees have, whenever they heard about it, they're like, who is this man? He should not be doing these things. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this stuff. But Nicodemus is like, I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. Okay, and so he tries to get in a conversation. He tries to get in a meeting with Jesus. So then that brings us to the meeting with Jesus, which is what was recorded where uh, he, yeah, he where asked John, him, John wrote it and John, John wrote it, yeah. is now uh, classified as John 3. Okay, and so they're sitting there, and they have this conversation where, you know, he's like, you know, who are you? And, you know, this, you're just like, hey, you have to be birthed again uh, in order to follow me. Okay, but and they actually do throw a little bit extra in there in the TV series, but it just, it, oh, man, it just makes it so good. But he's like, he's asking him, he's like, listen, we're only going to be in town for a couple more days. He's like, if you want, if you're serious about this, he's like, follow me, Nicodemus. Follow him, and he mm. gives him the same opportunity that he gave P- Peter and Andrew yeah. and and, and uh, uh, you know the rest of the disciples. He gives them the same option, and he's like, "Follow me." He's like, "We're gonna be leaving. We're gonna be at the gates tomorrow, whatever. If you're gonna follow me, follow me there." Okay, and so they get there the next day. Okay, and they're all gathering up. It's like, "Ah, right, we got everybody." And which of course Peter stands up. And he's like, "Yep, this is everybody." And Jesus is like, "Are we sure that we have everybody?" And it shows Nicodemus <laughs> like hiding behind the wall. Over there, and Nicodemus is like in tears. Like he, he he wants to step out behind the wall yes. so bad. And he's like he he wants to go with him. He's there. He wants to follow him. And he even left a bag of gold sitting by the gate. And you know Peter picks it up and he's like, "Somebody left gold for us. Who is this?" And which the Peter, you know, the disciples are you know they're like, "Yeah, we got gold. We can buy food and money with this." And he's like, "Let's go, let's go." And Jesus is like, "I'm still waiting on somebody. I'm still waiting uh-huh. on somebody." And you know they're they're confused and like who are we waiting on? What everybody's here? All you know all of us are here. And Jesus is like I'm still waiting on somebody. And he's sitting there. And Nicodemus, it, it shows both this happen at the same time. And Nicodemus right. behind the wall, and he's like pouring his eyes out. And he's crying and he's hurt because he's like, he just wants to go so bad. And then Jesus like fi- like realizes like he's not going to come. And Jesus just says, "You came so close. You came so mm. close, Nicodemus. You were almost there." And then they and then they leave the city and Nicodemus is just like in, in a in a t- Ooh, it gives me chill bumps, man. But it's, I, I lean over at Carrie. I got how many times have we been there? We've been in that so moment. So many like, times. That's I, I rolled over because we and Carrie are laying in bed. You know, before we go to bed. How many times have we been almost there to 
telling somebody the good news about Jesus. We've been and I almost got, I got there tears in my to eyes. doing something in a worship service. We've been almost there. Or maybe maybe you're, you've stumbled on this, you're listening to it, and you're not actually a follower of Jesus yet. You're not, like, you've not made that commitment to him, and you're like, I've been so close before, though. I've thought about like surrendering my life to Jesus. I've thought about actually making that choice and actually surrendering to Him. And I've I've come so close so many times, but I've not done it. Well, and that's if we're talking about the Great Commission, and obviously the end goal here is that we want to make other disciples of Christ. But in order to make other disciples of Christ, we have to be a disciple ourselves. First, mm-hmm. we have to be discipled first, and then so we can go out and disciple others. You know, we, we have to be the disciple, and that's how powerful is that? That's, that some of us are so close. We're so close to really committing. We're so close to well, you know what? I'll give you a hundred percent, God. I'll let go of the will. I'll give you control of the will. I'll, you know what? I've been spending so much time at my job or at building my relationships or my, you know career or college or whatever the case may be, but you know what, I, I'm I'm going to take a step back, and I'm going to let you worry about it, and I'm going to pursue you first and let the chips fall mm-hmm. where they may. I'm mm-hmm. go- you know, whatever. We're so close, you know, and we have that, you know, that casual John 3.16, you know what, you know what, oh, I'm good though, I'm good though, I believe I'm doing enough, you know, I, I'm enough right now. Let me, I'm let me point something out to you that I, I recently came across that somebody else was talking about, and it's... Um, there's a, a guy, I'll actually, I'll actually say this, so if you guys are listening, maybe you can jump in on this. Mark Clark from Village Church up in Canada. Um, really great guy, amazing speaker. He's, he's younger, you know, he's just high energy. He's crazy. I mean, he's crazy. He is a crazy man. He, he uh, has OCD. <laughs> um, and, like, I'm talking, like, growing up would have to t- pat his leg a certain number of times or somebody was going to get a disease. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, if I, if I, you know, if I go touch this light switch this many times, then, you know, somebody's actually going to make it home today. And right. so, you know, it's like, and if I don't do this, I'm worried somebody's going to die. Right. I mean, like that kind of OCD. And then he also, on top of that, developed Tourette's as a kid. Dang. Like walking around randomly to people on the street dropping F-bombs. Right. Tourette's. Yep. It's like crazy. And he's like, the one job you're never going to get <laughs> as a teenager with Tourette's and you just randomly drop F-bombs and curse is a preacher. <laughs> Nothing about his life makes sense, okay? so But but great guy to listen to. Awesome. They're doing amazing things up there with Village Church. You're more post-Christian than America mm-hmm. up in Canada where he's at, and then it's, just, it's just exploded. And one of the things he was saying is like we, we preach through. They, they do a lot of preaching verse by verse through books of the Bible, a lot of expository preaching. And... Uh, you got to the end of First Corinthians, chapter sixteen, last few verses, and it's, and, and it's like this is kind of like when you're doing your daily Bible reading plan. This is like kind of throwaway. You don't hardly pay attention to this. This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. He's like letting them know. He's like, hey, yeah. I actually the end of this I wrote in my own handwriting. This is how you can authenticate that something is from me. And then it's like Paul's like. I'm like, Paul, I don't understand you. I literally don't understand you, Paul, because you're like, hey, this is me. This is how I write. If anyone doesn't love the Lord, a curse be on him. I'm like, I guess I've read that because, I, I mean, I have. I've followed the Bible reading plans, and I, I know that I have literally read every single word mm, of the Bible before. Right. Like, probably, I've, I know I've read it at least twice through it and everything. Right. But it's like, oh, that did not stick. <laughs> if anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. 
Oh, and by the way, our Lord come. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, Paul, what do you, like, you just throw that Where's in that at, the, at the end there of this letter. It's like if anybody does, and, and pay attention to what he says here. This goes back to the, what we were talking about. It's great commission worship. Hmm. Great commandment before great commission. Love God. And I think what, what happens here is in, in our heads, we're like, oh, I've heard that if I say this prayer, I've heard that if I believe that this thing is true and kind of trust it in a head knowledge sense that I believe something to be true, then I'm good. Mm. And he doesn't say, if anyone does not believe that Jesus really died on the cross, a curse beyond him. He's like, nah, Jesus, Jesus is like, dude, look, like the demons believe. Right, yeah. And they tremble. And it's like, okay, well, they're not, they're not getting salvation. They believe. They believe everything that's happened. They believe all right. the scriptures. Like, they know it's real. Mm-hmm. They're not getting salvation. And so it's, it's not just a head knowledge. It's if anyone does not love the Lord, a curse Dang. beyond him. And, and, it, and so it's, it, it's not just a trusting, like, Jesus, you're my get-out-of-hell-free card, and I'm going to go live how I want. It's no, you love him. He's your treasure. Mm-hmm. He's better to you than the things of the world that, that are just misguided desires. And that's the thing. Everything that we're tempted by at its core, there's, there's a, a little seed of something neutral in it, something that's not morally bad or good. There's, there's just something neutral in it, something that speaks to, I believe, a God-given desire. You know, whether it's sexuality, whether it's food, whether it's power, whether it's there, there, there are things that speak to something that, again, is not bad. That's actually a God-given desire. We have sexuality from God; right. He designed it that way. We have food and taste and smell and our senses and all the pleasures that we experience in life from God, but they're, they're misguided. We're misguided in how we try to fulfill those desires. And he says, no, Jesus needs to be better to you than all of these things. If anyone doesn't love the Lord. And so it's not just that Jesus is Savior and Lord, but that he's, he's our treasure. Dang. And so it's like, okay, when that becomes true in our life, it's exactly your story that you were sharing. It was when Jesus became your treasure mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I got to tell people. Oh, somebody else, somebody else has got to know about this. Like I, I can't like if I if I don't tell somebody about it I'm gonna like explode, and that I mean that shit, the the Great Commission. Realistically, I mean Jesus probably never even would have had to have said, "I command you to go out throughout the nations." Mm-hmm. He realistically probably never would have had to say that because whenever you see Jesus, whenever you've had Jesus, it becomes an automatic want to. It becomes an automatic necessity. Mm. I mean, it's like breathing. And that's where, I guess we can kind of end that, where we kind of end it, where we kind of began it, you know? And, what do you mean end it? We got time left in this. No, I'm just kidding. We can end whenever we need to. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I didn't get the watch on my phone, so I, I didn't know, so I was just kind of guessing here. But, uh, which we, but what I'm saying is it all kind of goes full circle there because whenever I became a Christian, just like we talked about in part one, whenever I became a Christian, there suddenly became a immense desire to tell people about Jesus. And it wasn't just a 
hey, I, I want to be a little nicer. I want to, you know, talk about Jesus to my friends, mm-hmm. or, you know, that I know mm-hmm. know Jesus well, or at church. That's it became, the God of the American I'm, system right it became, now. I'm walking through Walmart and, and God's like, smile. It's, you, you, you put a mm-hmm. smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. Let people know that there's a joy inside of you, no matter what your circumstances are. And, and then I'm be like, ready to give right. the reason you're for right. it. Yeah, and then always be ready to re- give a reason for what you believe. And so it's just like, or, or and sometimes it's more than it's not an audible voice, but it's just like. There is just like no, but it's a prompting. It's a passion inside of you that's like yes, that's like oh man, like I'm I'm walking in I'm walking in love. I need to show it. I'm walking in grace. I need what does that Mm -hmm. look like? I need to show it. And it's like or sometimes it's it's more than that. Sometimes it's like. Why? Why are you not telling more people about you? There's a there's a guy right there. Go tell him, go tell him mm-hmm. about Jesus. And it's like, well, well, what if he already knows about Jesus? He's like, awesome. Go talk to him anyways. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, is like. We can peel back the layers on that, and I think even bring it back to a – it's the Great Commission, like, go, therefore, into all the world and everything, into all the nations. It's like, okay, well, it's it's kind of almost like a as you go. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's true. Yeah. It's not just – yes, there's a sense of purposefully pick up and go, but as you go into the mm-hmm. world, because you're going to go into the world. You have to live mm-hmm. as you go, and so it's – it doesn't have to be just the, oh, it's this dude at the gym that I don't know yet that I've never spoken to before in my life. It's, hey, it's this dude at the gym that we both kind of have the same time that we go. We've struck up conversation before. We've, you know, And it's just the, it can just be so simple as like, oh, man, how you doing? He's like, well, let me tell you, man, I am doing so good because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing better than I deserve. And I, like, I just want to get like, I got to give the credit to Jesus for that. That may weird them out at first a little bit, but that's like that's okay. Like that's okay for people to be weirded out or to think you're you're ridicule. I'm not. I don't be weird, please. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough of that. Okay, I've seen enough of the. I mean, it's like you know we're we're in East Tennessee, and there's the the kind of slogan that a lot of people there's this slogan surrounding Knoxville. It's like keep not you know keep Knoxville scruffy or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I, it's almost like people have this attitude of keep Christianity weird, and it's like no. Like, please don't be weird. Well, here's here's like what we you're gonna argue. look different if you're actually authentically living it out. But don't be like weird. Well, here's here's where we get in trouble, and I'm probably about to burn Just, my I'm probably about to burn myself with a stake right here. But it's uh-oh. so it's it's we go out and we see this lot around here is that you go out and you're like you know what I'm gonna fulfill the great commission. Um, I've been a disciple in Christ. I've been walking in love. And, you know, I want to. I'm overflowing. I want to spread it to the rest of the world. And I want to tell people about it. And we go, and you see people, and you know, they'll be standing in Walmart or whatever, and they go, and they're selling the gospel or whatever. I use Walmart as an example way too much. But, okay, it is you're, the you're life. It is, <laughs> no, it is the hub of all social life. Okay. In small town USA is the local Walmart. Okay, so you're at, uh, you're at Kroger, okay? You're somewhere else, okay? But you, you're standing there, okay? And you hey, make conversation. we're going to go real small. You're at the Dollar General. You're at the Dollar General. Because there's one <laughs> on every street corner. But you're there, and like you see him, Dude, these people. Even if you're from Scott County, you're going to get this. Even Robbins has a Dollar General now. Mm-hmm. So there's just literally, It's literally everywhere. But so anyways, you're at the you, Dollar General. You, you go through. You're at the Dollar General, okay? And you, you feel that nudge, and you're like, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm share Jesus with that guy. You know, Or I'm just going to talk Jesus with him. You know, Maybe he knows mm-hmm. Jesus, okay? But it's like you start this conversation, it starts off so good, you're just so, you're talking about Jesus, and you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about Jesus, and it's like, maybe this guy 
gets interested, okay? And he starts talking back to you. Maybe he doesn't know Jesus, or maybe he, he kind of knows about Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're interested, okay? And you're having this conversation conversation with them. Come on, come on. Hey, get back to it, though, because I want to see you burn. Okay. <laughs> Burning yourself at the stake, but then, But then this is what we see so many times is this. Then we start to fill in the gray areas. We start to... We're not just taking the gospel to him. We're okay. Why? Well, well, just make sure that you're. Just make sure that you go home and you get your Bible. Make sure it's a King James version, and you uh, read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. Okay. Make sure. <laughs> make sure it's a King James version. Make sure you read. Go ahead and douse yourself with the gasoline. Ma- make sure you're reading the King James version because you know because you're good and, and that's you know that's going to be the only way that you're going to actually get it if you go home and read it. Yeah. Make sure that you make sure you do this or make sure you do that. Now you need to be at church next Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you come make to church sure, next Sunday. Yeah. Make sure you. Make Wear, oh, don't wear a ball matter cap. Matter of fact, actually, uh, you need to get a haircut before you come. Yeah, make sure you get a haircut. Get you uh, um, now. Make sure your hose ain't in your jeans, and make yeah. sure you. Well, put matter of fact, your good just clothes. don't. Maybe don't wear jeans. Wear you some, wear you some, you know, some yeah. khakis and at least. Khakis. At least some khakis and a polo. Okay, and uh, that that in in a way that's more of an extreme version, but you really do see that, or at we least. Do. And at least maybe minor bits of that, you know, oh, come to church, but, you know, make sure you look good, make sure. Well, no, I've heard, I've just heard too many stories, you know, we've had Grant Hasty on the podcast before, and we want to get him on again, just up the road in Kentucky. I literally had conversations with Grant, and there was a guy that, um, man, the man has not set foot in a church. I don't think he set foot in a church for like a decade or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking 10, 20 years, so much can happen in 10 or 20 years. At any moment, somebody could have died. He didn't set foot in a church because when he went, as they started to get to know him, and th- basically people were like, man, man, you could be such a big part of this church. You could really do something for the Lord if you get a haircut and kind of clean up your clothes a little bit. Dang. Well, see, and I think and it's, it's, like, and it's like he never came back. And so then he finally came and, and came to Crossroads, you know, Grant's church a little bit. He, came, he finally came and stuff because nobody was hounding him about the fact that his hair was – down below his ears or to his shoulders, and nobody was hounding him about the fact that he was wearing slightly ripped jeans to church and, and old shoes. You know, it was just like nobody cared about those things, and we get so off point. Well, and we, 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 we talk about stumbling blocks as Christian, okay? And we, as Christians, we, we name off a million different things that are stumbling blocks to people, and as the and which I don't have statistics on this, and I don't know if this is necessarily true, but in my personal opinion, I feel like a lot of the things where it comes to a stumbling blocks for people is that, oh, okay, well, Christians are just hypocrites, okay? And which, yeah, I am because I'm not perfect and I mess up, and that's what well, God's grace is Well, the last for. time I checked, ain't nobody ever been a Christian <laughs> that wasn't a human being. So I'm pretty sure 100% of Christians are hypocrites. Yes, okay, but that's... Then we kind of associate that okay, well, that's we're, we're stumbling blocks, you know, to Christ, to other people, you know, because we're, we're hypocritical, you know, we're not, always, which you know can be the case. But I feel it like a, the bigger stumbling block that we met, the log in our own eye, oftentimes mm-hmm. is not the hypocrisy that we that people see because people aren't dumb and people know that humans mess up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's not often not necessarily the hypocrisy. It's the the doctrine and the rules and the regulations and the tradition that we try to shove in people's face. 
Because we're, mm-hmm. we're okay, well, we're going to share the gospel with them, but then let's follow up with all these things that we got to do. And, you know, and which there should again, be life change. Don't make no mistake. We, we, we covered that in the part well, one what, and part that's two. What I was there should be life change. What I was say, though, is that it's not us coming to Jesus. It's not us perfecting ourselves so that we can come to Jesus. It's us coming to Jesus so that Jesus can perfect us. Absolutely. Okay. And that's, Absolutely. that's, what, that's the part. So it's not, yes. we don't have to throw all the doctrine and stuff in, mm-hmm. in there and, and the do's and the don'ts. We just got to share the gospel yes. with them. We well, just let's go here for Jesus. just a second. We got we got a few minutes left. Let's go here for just a second. I understand where people are coming from. I'm not so crazy sometimes about the, all the all the the bad talk about religion that people say. They're like, "Oh, it's not about a religion; it's about a relationship." Well, that's true. That's true to an extent and everything. But at the same time, it's like you go and you read in the New Testament. It says, "Here is pure and undefiled religion," mm-hmm. and then it gives guidelines for that or whatever. And it's like so, you know. I totally get where people are coming from. It kind of bothers me a little bit because I'm like, no, I do have a religion. I do have a worldview, a set of beliefs and things. But my religion is all about a relationship. I do have a religion, but it is all about a relationship. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And so it's this these moralistic works religions mm. that are the problem. A works-based religion says you get cleaned up so you can come to Jesus. Right. And Christianity is the only one in the marketplace of ideas, in the marketplace of worldviews. It is the only one that says, no, we're going to flip that on the head, on its head. God's going to flip that on its head, and he's not going to say, you work your way to me, I'm going to come to you, mm-hmm. because you could never possibly get to me. Mm-hmm. And so it is about, we come to Jesus to be changed, not be changed to come to Jesus. Exactly, and, so, and that should reflect in our mission of the Great Commission. Yes. We, we have to get... Kind of what you were talking about. We have to get our details right. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, we have to understand what we're doing. What we're do exactly you know going why? Out. Do you know why we don't do it? Do you know why we we and, and it frustrates me that Christians argue about stuff. I mentioned Mark Clark. He he was he talks about they do video, like they have eight different sites where the, the people gather as the church, where where people Christians gather right. as the church and where they bring non Christians with them to mm-hmm. experience the gospel. Six of those eight. Are they call them cinema sites because they're movie theaters? <laughs> they record awesome, not just like he actually sets. They set up a camera and they, they've they've restructured. They, they, they're trying to be innovative and creative because the gospel is, is worth it. Mm-hmm. And so the way that he preaches in person to the people in the room has the camera set up so it looks like he's looking right at the camera. And they changed a little bit how they set up for. Um, their their praise music and everything, and they actually record it all, and then it gets played. People come and gather in a local theater, <laughs> and literally a hundred percent of it is on the screen. Yeah. And people eat it up, and they bring their non Christian friends, and their friends get saved, and people get baptized, and lives are changed, and people want to argue and fuss at him. They're like, "It's not incarnational. It's not right that you're doing video." And he, he said he had a mentor, uh, another pastor friend that was much older. And he's like, you know, if it's wrong, he's like, I like your wrong strategy a whole lot better that <laughs> you're doing and having good fruit from than their right strategy that they're not implementing. Mm-hmm. But we, but we argue about those kind of things. And so, I mean, I think about, I, I think part of the reason is because. I think part of the reason we get so wrapped up in those things is like we could not afford to be wrapped up in those if we were truly on the right mission. Right. If we were truly about the Great Commission, if we were truly all constantly trying 
to invite people to worship with us. We wouldn't be so concerned that their shoes are messed up. They got, you know, holy jeans. They've got whatever, you know, their tattoos are showing or whatever. And it's like we would see, no, it's it's not about those things. I think about people that I've invited to come. Uh, there's one guy in particular I can think of and invited him to, to when I was doing youth here at New Haven, invited him to come to youth and stuff and got him coming. And, and and it's one of those things because I knew him, because I had a relationship with him. He came, some of the things he said while at church, some of the things he did while at church were questionable, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I guarantee you some of the, I'm not bashing on older people, but if some of the older members of the church had seen or heard, they'd be, you know, they'd just be, <gasps> You know, and probably would have jumped his case for it, to be mm-hmm. honest, at times. And maybe they would. Maybe they would have shown more grace. Right. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to pretend to know what they would have done. But I know that there are people who do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, yeah, but if you knew where he came from, if you knew what he said before, mm-hmm. if you knew what he did before, you know, it's like I, I heard one time somebody that they, they were smoking behind the church. And somebody, it, like they were about to get married, and somebody's like, "Come to the to the woman," and was like, "Oh no, 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 you got, you got, you, you can't do this. You can't follow through on this. You can't marry him. You're not a Christian." It's like, "What are you talking about? Like, they're get, he's getting ready to start seminary. What do you mean he's not a Christian?" And blah blah. It's like, "Like, oh no, 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 no. he's not a Christian." Well, how do you know? It's like he's out smoking behind the church. Blah blah. And it was, I mean, it was like every service. Right, right. <laughs> and what he didn't realize was like, there was a window to the pastor's office where the whole like team gathered up before the service to pray beforehand. And so they were literally seeing him every single service <laughs> out there smoking behind, you know, behind the church or whatever. And, and so her line to him though, was like, well, what was he smoking? He's like, well, a cigarette. And he's like, Oh, that's a whole lot better than what he used to smoke. <laughs> and it was like, you, you meet people yeah, where they're at and you look at the change that Jesus is working in them. Like, if you were to hold me where I'm at right now in my walk with Jesus, and that was like what you were, you were going to make your judgment about me forever for the rest of my life, about where I'm at right now, I'm going to say, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. I sure hope that 10 years from now, I'm way farther, mm-hmm. that I'm way more different, that Jesus is way more my treasure than what he is right now and at this point in life. Like, I love Tim Keller. He's like, it doesn't matter at what point in life you are. You're going to look back in 10 years, and so many of the things that you said and did, you were like, man, I was a fool. Yep. And he's like, so effectively, we're all fools mm-hmm. at this current moment <laughs> because in 10 years we're going to look back and realize it. And, you know, I, I just look at that, and I'm like, we get so caught up in those things. And so to kind of bring it all back together, though, man, we got to engage in this out of a love for people. And so we need to – I just challenge you. I challenge me. Me especially, man, I'm all about learning. I'm so academic. I love to learn. I love to read and read and read and everything. And, and then it's like this pull of Jesus looking at me like, dude, get your nose out of the book and your eyes on pe- people. Yeah. And, that's what, and, I'm, and I'm the same way, you know, and that's, that's why I kind of wanted to do, and I'm glad that you had picked this to- uh, kind of chapter topic uh, that we was doing because I didn't want just necessarily us to, to go, okay, well, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, this is what we should be doing, you know, we should go back to the world, and we all have our part to play, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't necessarily want to do that because, like, that's, we've all heard that. We all know that. A lot of people have, and, and you'd be surprised how many actually haven't, but what we got to do first, I think what we're trying to do here, the, the, to bring it all together, what we're trying to get is to to cast a compelling 
vision mm. of what we're called to do, of what the goal is, and not just spell out, well, this is your part and this is your part and you, you're gifted at that and you're gifted at that. Those are important things, but like if you're going to build a ship, don't call people and say, go gather lumber and you do this and you don't call, don't let that be the invitation. Hey, will you come buy lumber? Mm. <laughs> will you come do this? Will you come paint? It's like, nah. Give them the vision of, of exploring the uncharted seas. Well, it's not. Give them the vision of we're going to go out in this grand adventure. Give them big picture mm-hmm. vision. And that's what we're saying. We want to see our nation change. We want to see lives change. We want to see our community here in Scott County, Tennessee changed. And it will be changed when we love God so much that we're so consumed and set on fire by him that we can't help but love people. And love them enough to invite them into that. Well, because because there's a process that goes with it. It's not just kind of like you said. It's not just a. There's a point A, which is where I'm at right now, and there's a point B, which is where I want to get to, which is is everything that I do in my life is great commission work, where I, I'm pulling people towards Jesus. They they see Jesus in me. Blah 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 blah. That's the point where I want to go. But when Jesus commands us to go out and make disciples and to go on to all of the world, like that's point B. I'm at point A. What's in between? Like, how do I get there? Like, it's not just like something that I just go, I just, okay, well, here I am now just, mm-hmm. just doing it. It's like, okay, well, what kind of position am I Am I at? Which, if we're honest with ourselves, most of us aren't even in the position to know where to start. Most of yep. us aren't even, even remotely living, to, yep. uh, like we're, 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 we're living for, for Christ in the first place. And so it's like, I have to like, I have well, we to get caught up. We get caught up in the details of like, I need to do this, I need to do that. And it's like, okay, but do you know the why? Exactly. Well, that's, I, I need to decrease so that he might need to, yes. so that he can decrease. So just like we talked about in our worship uh, a podcast that we did a couple uh, uh, last week, it's I need to decrease so that he can increase. And so, mm-hmm. but in order to do that, I got to start decreasing. Okay, if I'm not if I'm not been decreased, then he can't increase. So I got to start decreasing myself. I've got to start pouring myself out. I've got to start pouring into myself Christ, which in return is going to overflow yes. out of me into the rest of the world. And that I think is the is the way that. That sums it up. As we allow Jesus to fill us, he's going to overflow. That is what the Great Commission is all about. It's not meant to be just go out of just strict duty because I said so. It's as I overflow and abound in you, as that abundant life that Jesus promised, as it overflows and abounds in us, it spills over into everything we do, and it's just infectious. It's winsome. It's inviting. It's hard to invite somebody and get them to come to do something if you're not very inviting when you invite. Mm. And that, that I think, is what it's all about. And so, man, guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this. We want to do more of these little um, mini-series scripture talks, crosswalk scripture talks. Um, that, that are just a little more bite-sized, a little shorter. And so, guys, thanks for listening. Guys, if you enjoyed leave this us. episode, yes, leave a like, drop a, a subscribe if you guys want to see what's going on with the, the channel. If you guys are listening on iTunes or anything like that, uh, drop us one of those little five-star ratings down there. Maybe even leave a little review uh, about what you thought. That really helps, helps get, get the, the word out because we're trying to do the Great Commission. Absolutely. That's, that's the whole point of the podcast. So, we're trying to get in there. We're trying to mix it up and be in Help the, in, us in there. help others. Help us do that mm-hmm. by liking, subscribing, uh, drop a drop a rating, a review, whatever yep. you got to do. we got email, crosswalk.faith at gmail.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear. Let us know what you think of the content. Guys, until next time, 
This is Crosswalk, where real faith meets real life. Thank you, guys. 